Welcome back to the Relax My Dog podcast. My name is Claire. And my name's Leah. And we are from Relax My Dog, where we talk about all things dog. <coughs> now, this week, we're going to be doing one that's an episode that's a little bit more serious than some of the other ones. Um, it is warning signs um, for your dog's health. I think it's really important for, um, for dog owners to be able to recognise certain things when your dog isn't feeling so good or when there's something wrong with your dog. Um I don't know if that's, I think, it, I think it's important. Sure. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's good to sort of know in the back of your mind that if you ever notice your dog behaving a little bit weird and it's not in their usual behaviour, that you sort of yeah. have an inkling as to what that might be, as to whether it's something to particularly worry about or something that's just like, or maybe they've got an upset tummy or it could be because it's hot out or like there could be other reasons as to, to why that could yeah. be. Yeah, like they've eaten something funny. But I think like when you have a dog for a certain amount of time, you tend to sort of become quite familiar with how they are. So you yeah. actually generally kind of, you notice things quite quickly anyway, if you know your dog really well. Like I'm like that with my, with my cat. Like obviously I've had her for a really long time. And if she's not feeling that good, if she's slightly off, I, I almost immediately notice because I know her so well. So I think um it's important these things that we're going to talk about today um might be more important to people who haven't had a dog for for, for very long and it just needs like a, a list of things to look out for just in case but yeah I think genuinely you tend to sort of pick up on things with your dogs don't you because you, because you become so familiar with them it's like yeah you know pardon like no just like a member of your family so you notice that like your dad wasn't feeling very good you know you know what the routine is as well so you know like say someone comes to the drawer and Marla doesn't rush to the drawer I know maybe he's not feeling particularly because yeah. normally he'd run to the door to say hi to whoever it is um mm-hmm. so yeah things like that you like you say you notice it, you become accustomed to your dog's sort of behavior we're going to provide a list anyway of some signs um to look out for about your dog's health now to start with we've got quite an obvious one I think is vomiting now one of the most obvious and alarming signs that something is wrong with our pet is when they start to throw up uh, this can be caused by many things, but it's usually due to food poisoning or the accidental swallowing of a foreign object. In extreme cases, vomiting can be caused by liver failure as the dog tries to protect itself from any toxins that may remain in its stomach. So vomiting is never um, it's never really a good a good thing unless it's eaten something it needs to throw up, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Like Especially if they are vomiting and they haven't particularly had anything that you are aware of that um, mm. they then yeah it might be something to to be particularly worried about but Milo like even when Milo's not feeling 100 I think he's only probably vomited like a handful of times he's not oh really so if it was to, to become like a regular thing we'd that would be when we'd sort of query like what is going on here yeah I think there's some animals that tend to be just like a little bit sickier than others like uh, so there's two cats in this house obviously Rags is one of them and she's not a particularly sicky cat I can literally count on one hand the amount of times she's actually vomited um yeah. whereas the other cat Godiva she's got um food sensitivity so she vomits a lot so actually her vomiting isn't that unusual um so if yeah but if your dog is a very sicky dog and it starts being sick then obviously that's a that's something to uh, to pay attention to yeah definitely uh, then the next one is obviously diarrhea now diarrhea can be a symptom of some fairly nasty health issues including parasites uh, poison and even direct damage to the digestive tract um, caused by infections or any sort of foreign objects. However, it can uh, be caused by just a simple stomach bug. Um, like humans as well, diarrhea can itself be very dangerous as it can cause the dog to lose a large amount of fluid in a short space of time. Um, and it can also lead to things like dehydration. And it's similar to with humans as well, when you are a little bit sick, they do say to just drink as much water as you can. Yeah. 
is always keep yourself topped up um, so that you're not feeling that the effects of dehydration at all, which can yeah. be one of the worst things. Like it, it's so easy to get dehydrated, but and it can make you feel really, really bad. So <laughs> if your dog is feeling like that, make sure you just topping their water balls up all the time, trying to entice them to drink as much water as they possibly can. I know it can be difficult because you can't. It's like I could tell your dog like shake them like you need to drink some water, but you need to just <laughs> entice them to, to drink that yeah because um dehydration can well like you said it can be it's so easy to to sort of get to, to get to the dehydration point and dehydration can lead to more serious health issues like you know like shutting down of organs and and that kind of thing and fits and stuff so dehydration is like not something to be trifled with so yeah um just like leah said make sure your dog has access to plenty of water um and encouraging them to drink it especially if they're not feeling very well <laughs> because sometimes when you're not feeling well the last thing you want to do is drink water <laughs> I know, exactly. the next one is lethargy now although all dogs can act lazy from time to time if your dog wants to lie around sleeping all day and do nothing more then this might be a problem uh, loss of energy can be caused by many conditions affecting many different parts of the body but among the most serious problems are heart disease diabetes and cancer if lethargy persists for any great length of time, then a vet's examination is probably needed. Like again, this is something that you, you can probably pick up on quite quickly if you have a particularly boisterous dog or you don't have a dog that is that interested in lying around and doing nothing all day, and then suddenly they are. Like that's going to be a real warning, like real warning flag for you, isn't it? Yeah, especially like you say, if um, or if you have a dog that's sort of like a couch potato that is just lounging all the time, it's sort mm. of common for them and I think again if your dog is like that it, I reckon this sign would be quite difficult to to know whether it's just them being the normal selves or whether they mm. are a bit lethargic so um yeah it's a good one to pinpoint mm. and then the next one is labored breathing now one that you can sort of easily pinpoint again with your dog um, obviously a fairly distressing sign that a dog is in trouble is when it starts to have a difficulty drawing breath um, a fair number of causes can be listed, but most of them uh, tend to be problems that are directly impact um, on the animal's lungs, like things like a chest infection or the aspiration of objects or food. So again, like you say, like we've said for most of these, you know your dog the best. Um, mm. Just look out for sort of that sign because it could mean that the dog is in some sort of trouble. Yeah, and that's... Um... Like I said, probably one of the most sort of fairly distressing signs of seeing your dog um laboring laboring for breath. It's actually quite yeah, it's quite uh quite frightening. But yeah, if you notice that, it's probably best to get your dog to the vet straight away, actually. Um it's not something you want to you want you want to let them have for a very long time because it could be very, very dangerous. Definitely. Uh okay, next one is persist persistent coughing. If your dog stops coughing for a period of a day or two, it's most likely just due to a common cold irritating their airways. However, longer lasting coughs can be a sign of serious health problems relating to the accumulation of fluid within the lungs, such as pneumonia or cardiac issues. Gosh, that's scary. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I know you want to be like, I think any sort of dog's breath or coughing or anything like that, you just need to keep well aware of sort of what's going on, really, don't you? To mm similar to what you would do with yourself if you're getting a persistent cough you wouldn't just leave it you'd sort of go and do something about it but obviously your dog doesn't have the option so um, yeah. being aware of that is probably the best option mm. 
Then the next one is a dull coat. Now, one of the easiest ways to tell if a dog is in good health or not is just to take a look at their fur. I would never automatically jump to this, but it kind of does make sense that um, the fur would be impacted by the overall health of the dog. If they're, yeah. they're healthy, the fur will look nice and glossy, whereas if they're not so healthy, it might look um, not so glossy. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the more glossy and smooth it is, the better and the healthier the dog. If, however, they are suffering from things like fleas, malnutrition, skin diseases, or a host of other conditions, it can be expected for the coat to deteriorate in quality and become coarse and matted. Also, if they start losing hair and things like that, that could also be mm. um, a cause for concern as well. So just, yeah, that's a good one to look out for actually, because you're looking at your dog all the time, you'll, you'll be able to see the differences from sort of day to day. Yeah, yeah, and it's, um, I just, I recently did one of our shorts about um, nutrition, nutritional deficiency, and one of the first signs is, is the, the coat not, not looking um, so shiny and nice, but I mean, that can just be um, needing a groom, but, um, but yeah, quite likely that it's something that um, means they're deficient in some way, which um, is, is usually tends to be food related, doesn't it? Like if they don't, they don't have enough nutrients, yeah. Could be your fault, could be your dog being very, very fussy. <laughs> yeah, true. The next is exhaustion. Now, all our pets will get tired after a long day out or after a session of good quality exercise with muscular soreness slowing them down to boot. But if they appear slow and unable to keep up with on normal walks, could be a sign of heart problems or some kind of digestive issue preventing them from getting the energy they need. Now, this is very, very um, similar to lethargy, um, but exhaustion is something different, like something that is like, you know, really bad, like they can't literally like keep up with you. Lethargy is just more sort of having the sort of low energy, but exhaustion is like they can't physically keep up with you or can't physically do the things that they usually can do. Yeah, I think as well, you get you get some dogs that are, um, think they're quite comical or whatever, where they, they act like they're really, really tired, but with exhaustion, you should be able to, you should be able yeah. to tell the if they're if they're playing up or whether they're actually being truthful. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. A little sneaky ones, aren't they? Where they try and act yeah. like, oh, I can't walk there. You're gonna to have to pick me up instead. <laughs> so my uh, my friend's got two chihuahuas, and uh, he says that one of them is really really boisterous, and um, they go to the beach and stuff. But the other one is like, I don't do walking. You have to carry me. <laughs> <laughs> like a little carrier that they have to be carried. I have to be carried. <laughs> now the next one is excessive scratching. Now. Um, the presence of mites and other parasites will um, almost always result in the dogs starting to scratch at his skin um, incessantly. This behaviour is not futile when it comes to uh, stopping the itching. These creatures cause, but can also cause serious damage to the skin, putting the dog's wider health at risk from with infections of um, resultant wounds. Also, scratching can be caused uh, by the dog coming into contact with um, irritants that can potentially have much worse mm -hmm. consequences. So if your dog's scratching, obviously you're going to want to investigate exactly what's going on. But one good thing is, I think there's a warning, isn't there? Don't go, let your dog go in super, super long grass because again, you don't really mm -hmm. know what's in that and they could catch anything, could latch onto the skin and then it could cause loads and loads yeah. of yeah. Like ticks and things. Yeah, so just be aware of exactly where your dog's going, what they're doing. Um, and then if you do notice any sort of scratching or anything like that, then you know something might not be particularly right. 
Yeah, I mean, it might even be something like, you know, your dog, your dog's allergic to something that you're not, you, you're not in prior, um, have knowledge about. So they could have uh, an intolerance to, I don't know, some certain cleaning products that you have or, um, you know, if they sleep on your bed, the the, the things that you wash your, wash your bedding in um, when you just don't know. So, yeah, if you do notice some excessively scratching, because obviously dogs scratch themselves all the time, but um, excessive scratching is obviously uh, something to keep an eye out for. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah, sort of in a similar vein is like excessive licking. Although it may be, um, you may be accustomed to licking itself as a form of normal grooming, there is a point where this behaviour can be deemed unusual. If the animal is constantly focused on licking and grooming, it could be a sign of illness, especially if they are concentrating on just one body part. Um, infections can come and cause this, but allergies and reactions to medication can also be to blame. It can also be, and I didn't know this until fairly recently, that dogs can, dogs and cats, can actually have um develop a form of ocd and i'm not quite sure how it works but it can um it can result in them sort of obsessively licking or grooming like certain areas on their body which i think is well, it's, it's really interesting because i just you think of ocd as being very much a, a people thing don't you <laughs> yeah i remember when um when i was a little bit young well when marla was younger um we obviously we worked a lot and we'd be out of the house and there's sometimes marla would be left on his own in the house, not for very long, but you know, when you're just going out and you've got your working life and whatever. And we'd notice that on his paws, his paws would be constantly wet from him licking, oh. like him trying to, um, it was just like an anxious tick, I think, or whatever it was, but mm -hmm. he used to lick his paws excessively. Um, so they just, yeah, they'd just constantly be wet. And then we took him to the vets and they said that it could be a form of OCD. And he's not done it for years. I think he either got mm. it or um, we've worked from home the majority of the time now. So he's not really got that anything to be anxious about but yeah things like that excessive licking on his on his paws was a little bit of an odd one but um yeah like I said he's going out of it it could just be an anxious thing or you could yeah. have just been bored at the time obviously you don't know what's going on um exactly with your dog you've got you can sort of guess exactly what you think's happening there but um yeah it was just a bit of a weird one that yeah. just lick his paws continuously until someone came came home oh that's kind of heartbreaking <laughs> fine now is, is, yeah, is yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> um, then the next one is jaundice so a yellowing of the dog's skin should be treated as extremely serious as this is often one of the first signs of liver and kidney failure as the organs become unable to filter different toxins out of the dog's blood a chemical known as bilirubin maybe bilirubin uh, builds up and mm -hmm. leading the skin um with that yellow hue so again, it's similar with humans. If you start to notice someone's going a bit jaundiced, then it's it's something that you want to go and get checked out, and especially with mm. dog, especially because you've got so much fur, you probably you'd have to kind of separate the fur a little bit just to actually yeah. see what the, the skin colours yeah. like, like under the tummy, you know, where the, the yeah. sort of skin uh, as much skin as much fur uh, to be yeah. able to see if they're they're getting that yellow hue to the skin. Yeah, so maybe if you like, you sort of get into uh, the habit of just giving your dog a bit of a a check over every every few days or every every week or whatever which includes like checking out the skin and the gums and that kind of thing uh, it's yeah. probably a good idea actually to, to make sure your dog's not going yellow <laughs> sure what, what is jaundice like, how, how do you get jaundice? i know that like babies have it i think i had it when i was born but i think like, you can and now when you get older if you get like anything wrong with your liver or your kidney i think okay. it, the toxins that are left in your blood aren't being filtered properly so it just leaves your your skin looking a bit Oh, okay, I've, been, I've learned something cool. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, the next one is a coraphagia. I hope I've said that right, coraphagia. Um, and she's eating feces. And eating feces is, a, is an odd behaviour that everybody has at some point or other witnessed an animal indulging in. Uh, the underlying reason for this uh, is usually malnutrition, as a dog will be getting, trying to get nutrients directly from what was formerly in another animal's food. But we like we've been doing this podcast a while now, and we've come across um, some odd behaviours. Um, this being one of them, coraphagia. Cor- um, sometimes dogs are just gross. Um, <laughs> it's not always because they're malnutrition, but sometimes it's because they just like eating gross things. So um, I suppose if, if your dog's doing that a lot, you should be a bit more uh, worried, but maybe it's just once. It's just your dog. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. Sometimes dogs are just weird creatures and there's no, there's no answer. <laughs> but I remember when I was, um, I went out for a walk with my friend, this was a good few years ago, and she'd had her dog for maybe like a year or so, very healthy dog. I think it was a crossbreed. It was quite small um, in comparison to Milo anyway. And this dog used to run through fields, like under the fences from where we were, to go and find horse poo and then roll in it, eat it. And it was absolutely disgusting. But it was just a weird behaviour that this dog absolutely loved to do. I think they did it a handful of times. And then I think she went and took it to some sort of training stuff because it just would never stop. As soon as it went past some sort of horse poo on the floor, it was like it was just, it needed to to go near it um <laughs> it stopped but again it's just one of them weird things like what ever enticed that dog to go there and why did it keep going back i have no idea dogs honestly just are so bizarre sometimes aren't they <laughs> then the next one is a bloody stool now although concerning you should not be immediately worried about any small amounts of blood in your dog's feces as this can often just be down to a sim- simple um, irritation in the digestive tract by something that the dog has eaten um, although if the problem does persist it can be something like a chronic ulcer in the intestine or even cancer as well meaning that the mm-hmm. dog can get examined by the vet straight away it's always important to um to know what's going in your dog's body and also what's coming out just so you know what the, the health of the dog is like it sounds disgusting you don't want to be wading your way through it but when you pick it up mm-hmm. you know at least just take a mental note that that was a little bit of a weird one maybe let's see what it's like tomorrow mm-hmm. and like i said if it becomes persistent maybe take a trip to the vets yeah because that that like like uh, you said it can just be a simple irritation so you know just keep just keep an eye on it if you notice it more than once um yeah. because you know if you are a responsible dog owner you should be picking up their stuff anyway so you should be like quite familiar with it <laughs> Um, and finally, we have dry nose. The classic sign of ill health that all dog owners know to look out for is the dry nose. But some of the reasons behind this may surprise you. Aside from the obvious dehydration, a dry nose can also be caused by allergies, uh, contrary to the common perception of a runny nose and sneezing, uh, and also sunburn. Note that this type of allergic reaction can often be triggered by food. So if you notice your dog's nose is particularly dry, especially if it's like not like sometimes dogs' nose, noses can go dry like when it's a really hot day. Um, so if it's not a really hot day and um, your dog has had plenty to drink, it might be that they're allergic to something. So it's probably best to go to the vet to get some sort of allergy test. Um, but yeah, it could be triggered by food, something they've eaten, something they've drunk. Um, I don't know, do dogs get hay fever? <laughs> probably. I they probably do, don't they? Yeah, if they get a whole list of other stuff, I reckon. I mean, imagine yeah. that for the dog when they want to just spend time outside all the time and they just constantly sneeze in. Yeah, oh, bless him. 
anyway so those are um those are a list of uh, signs to look out for with your dog's health um like i said most of these could be completely um innocent and you know one a one-time thing but if you do notice any of these things happening on a regular basis or um completely uh, out of the blue then it's just a good idea to go and take the dog to the vets don't feel bad about going to the vets that's why they're there they're there to help you and your dog um you're not a bad uh human not a bad dog owner for keep take keep taking to the vet that's just what they're there for, <laughs> I think. Um, so thanks for joining us this week. And Leah and I will see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye.